the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy, freshly renewed and probably tanned uh, from his excursion to Mexico. Uh, hopefully your mariachi tryout, uh, you know, scored you a gig. Uh, Lundy, uh, but this is the Faith the Noise podcast, and uh, boy, what an NFL weekend it was. Uh, stupefying, I think is kind of the best way to describe it. Just unpredictable, wild, uh, pure insanity. Uh, I, I think the entire liquor cabinet was emptied uh, due to the extreme inebriation of all four games coming down the waiting moments, and of course, uh, I mean, really all of you could say were instant classics, but the two games on Sunday in particular were Bananas, uh, and that's not even doing it justice, in my opinion. Two of the greatest playoff games uh, that you'll ever see, and really the greatest divisional round uh, that you'll ever see in NFL history, and I don't think it can ever be duplicated. So, Lundy, with that in the books, and uh, you know, carry on with all your arguments about the asinine overtime rules, uh, let's go ahead and discuss early leans on Championship Sunday upcoming uh, current odds right now at DraftKings at tape time. Kansas City laying seven with a total of 53 and a half. Uh, meanwhile, the Rams uh, in the third meeting against San Francisco, can they actually knock off the Niners who've won seven straight against them? They are laying three and a half with a total of 46 and a half. Out of those two matchups, including the sign, including the total, maybe you want to go with the money line. What is your favorite gut lean here early in the week? Uh, I'm going to go early lean with the Niners plus the three and a half. Um, I think that's going to be a tight contest between those two as evidenced by the fact that it's a full touchdown lower on the total um, than the Cincinnati Kansas City game is. So I think that one's going to stay close. Um, But at the same time, uh, the Chiefs to me at home. Uh, I'm wondering what kind of emotional lift is going to carry over into next weekend. The the Bengals are on are in house money right now, um, yeah, and, and just having a good time. And their fans are ecstatic because you know they obviously broke the 31 year curse. Uh, now they won themselves a second game. Joe Burrow is God. Uh, he's like going to be up for you know like governor of Ohio before too long, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm fully expecting uh, that. I, I think there's going to be a letdown with Cincinnati. So I think right now my favorite lean just in terms of the line is on the Niners. But uh, if, if that Chiefs line at all gets to six and a half, I will probably go with the Chiefs once it gets below a, a touchdown. Well, at Bet uh, Jam right now, it's actually going the other way. Uh, Kansas City's laying seven and a half there. So, I mean, I kind of like Cincinnati at plus seven and a half. I think Captain Okiar is going to come into play. I mean, he saw what happened in the last match between, between these two teams, uh, and it was a victory by the Bengals at home. So, yeah, revenge is on the mind of Kansas City, but this is probably going to be similar to the Buffalo game. Whoever has got the ball last will ultimately win. So, I think uh, seven and a half is too much, uh, but I agree if it goes to six and a half, uh, that is worth, you know, a nice little play as well on Kansas City. I'll just take the Niners on the money line at plus 150 right now. I mean, they just have the Rams number. They are owning that ass, Lundy. And the fact that you can run on L.A. I mean, Leonard Fournette gashed uh, this Rams front early in the game. Now, uh, game script kind of took that out of play. But when he got Eli Mitchell, when he got Debo Samuel, who just does everything, the jack of all trades, and you have a suitable passing attack to add balance, I think, you know, ultimately the Niners just have too many weapons and it's too much of a matchup problem for the Rams to conquer. So plus 150 for me on the money line. That is my favorite early lean in the Battle of the Golden State Part 
trace uh, between the Niners and the Rams. With that, let's get to it on this Monday edition with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lundy, let's go ahead and talk some hockey. Drop the puck and make some bucks. What is on the docket tonight? And what tickets your fancy, my man? Yeah, we got to – I actually was able to unplug and take a break. A, I was south of the border, uh, and so, you know, yeah, you none of my – couldn't none bet. of my apps, none of my apps work. Yeah. I can't bet, yeah. which is uh, which is actually probably a good thing because I unplugged completely. Like oh, I, I would, I'll be honest. Uh, like on Saturday, I'm sitting around by the pool, of course, and I thought to myself, "Hey, when the hell does football start?" But didn't he, like <laughs> that was well, you man, were already was, drunk. That was like, well, yeah. So what's your what's your point? <laughs> um, you know, but so that was a great feeling. I'm not going to lie, folks. Sometimes as much as Brad and I enjoy what we do, damn it, it is nice to unplug every it now is. and then. But yes, uh, turning around and plugging right back in uh, to everything today. Let's go to the ice. Let's go to the nation's capital where those Vegas Golden Knights will travel to face the capitals uh, of Washington. Focused in on the total with this one because you got a couple of teams that I, there's not a whole lot of separation, in my opinion, between how these two teams play. But what I do know is that their goaltending at times is suspect. Um, and so we're going to focus in on the total with this one, which is sitting at six. Uh, I will take the over uh, between these two. I'm expecting a decent amount of scoring. And in fact, if you go back uh, over the course of the last six meetings between these two teams, uh, five of them have managed to hit the over, uh, including, uh, you know, the fact that they'll, they'll, they're known to hit seven. They're known to hit eight. Uh, it can happen. So with this one sitting at a nice round six, mm. uh, I will go ahead and take the over in this one. Normally, I would prefer the hook. I don't like I hate I hate getting the, the kiss your sister. I don't need a I, I don't need a push. <laughs> but um, I actually think they're going to surpass this one. Would not surprise me at all to see a final of like four to three between these two. So let's take the over in the total between the Caps and the Golden Knights. Oh, sound those damn sirens, Lundy. He's back from vacation, and he wants to get muy caliente. Number four. All right, let's go to the NBA. Again, a sport that just continues to obliterate my bankroll. Uh, but, you know, we're going back, and we're going to try to, you know, throw one against a glass and see if it actually falls through the cylinder here. And I'm going to side with a guy that has been scorching hot, and that is Darius Garland of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I'm going to take the over on 29 and a half points plus assists, Lundy, minus 115. At FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, Garland's taking on the New York Knicks, and the Vandy Dandy um, is really lighted up. Uh, you know, you look at what he's done here in the last five games. Well, he's gone over this 29.5 points plus assists total in each of those games. The month of January, he's averaging 20.6 points per contest and 10.6 assists per game. Now, New York uh, middling defensively, number 13 in the NBA in adjusted defensive efficiency, and uh, they've allowed the 15th most opponent assists per game. So it's not the greatest matchup, but all I'm doing is riding the hot hand of Garland uh, who just continues to bomb the box scores. So Lundy, fade or follow, Darius Garland over 29 and a half points plus assists minus 115 at FanDuel. Is it six straight overs in this category, amigo? I will take a half dozen on the overs, and I will also take whatever it takes for you to be able to break out of your slump. I, perhaps, <laughs> uh, perhaps it was because I was not with you to uh, to to wrap my my loving voice around you oh, here on the podcast. Oh, voice, I thought and, you were going to wrap something else around me. No, no, which I would have welcomed. Just, trying to just trying to throw some love your way and and give you the good vibes so perhaps we will hit the half dozen mark right here with with uh, Garland on the on the 29 and a half let's look for him to get into low 30s i could feel pretty comfortable with this and you could actually finally 
cash a basketball ticket. I need to flush out those betting demons. Come on, Darius, damn it. I need a winner. Number three. All right, let's go to the world of college basketball. Let's go to under-radar play in the OVC, the Ohio Valley Conference. And uh, let's feature Ja Morant U, and that is the Murray State Racers, laying 17.5 against an inferior Tennessee Tech team. Uh, and I'm going to lay the chalk on this one, minus 110 at BetMGM. You look at the Racers, they are unblemished right now in league action. Number one in the conference in total offensive efficiency. Number one. And adjusted offensive efficiency as well. 42.3% of their shots come from along the perimeter. And if uh, Tevin Brown and Justice Hill are making it rain combined on the season, they're shooting 41.6%. Murray State should win by 20-plus as Tennessee Tech, number 251 in the nation, an adjusted defensive efficiency. And on the other side, Equally anemic, uh, number 261 in offensive efficiency. So, Lundy, those racers going to giddy up and handle business at home, laying 17.5 against Tennessee Tech. Again, minus 110 at MGM Fader 5. Well, we're, look, we're looking at a squad that's 4-1 uh, and one against the spread over the course of their last five uh, in, in, the, in the Racers squad that you're talking about. But this is the stat that I really like on them. They are 4-0 and oh against the spread when they're coming off a, a loss against the spread, which is what they're coming off of. Um, so they bounce back. I like that. I bounce back on the scoreboard. You got to beat Tennessee Tech by 20. Uh, I, I, I think you got to be able to put the hammer down. Let's assume, uh, and we know what happens when we assume, let's assume <laughs> that that trend continues for them in terms of the bounce back that they've done after they lose uh, against the spread. So I'll take it. I will roll with the Racers. Yeah, that's right. Murray State for all that moolah. Stick around for my top picks on Monday night slate of college basketball action. Plus, oh, you know it. We got additional plays in bonus time. Number two. All right, Lundy, let's go to the SEC and let's talk about a basement dwelling team. That is the Ole Miss Rebels. And they are at home. Kermit Davis's club. Kermie. Uh, hosting the Florida Gators, and I'm actually going to roll with Ole Miss despite being 1-5 in, in SEC play, and I'm going to take them plus the 5.5. And, and if you're interested, uh, I, I think a money line could be in play here as well. They could take this sucker straight up and spring the upset at plus 195. Uh, you know, the reason why I think Ole Miss is going to be highly competitive, A, they're at home, and B, this is a team that can really light it up from outside. They're shooting 37.4% from along the arc. Over 40% of their shots have come from the perimeter in SEC play. When you look at Florida, they are number nine. So in the bottom quarter of the SEC and adjusted defensive efficiency this season. So Morrell and Fagan and Brakefield, if those guys open up the skies and are making it rain, uh, I think ultimately they could spring the upset. Uh, one other note here as well. It's not like Florida's going to match them. Bucket for bucket from outside as the Gators uh, turn themselves into luggage. 29.73 point percentage in SEC games this year. So, feed or follow, my man. Ole Miss plus five and a half against those Florida Gators. Minus 110 at FanDuel. If we can see them splash early, I'll feel pretty good about this one uh, because you do need to make them from the outside. Florida, not uh, as prolific from outside as you just pointed out. I'll take Ole Miss at home 
But uh, this one makes me uh, this one makes me a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie, because Ole Miss could just decide to absolutely crap the bed, Brad, as you know. Well, they've uh, you done know, that they're, repeatedly. They're one in five in the SEC, for crying out loud. Exactly. They're you know, they're they're not doing too well uh, in conference play here. So Florida could come in and wax them. But let's hope maybe there's a little bit of love on the home court and Ole Miss can actually decide to show up. But they got to make those threes early. So if, if you're uh, watching the game tonight or if you're checking the box score to see how your bet's going, uh, just go straight to that three-point uh, uh, percentage and the yeah. three-point shot that they're making, and you'll yeah. know whether or not they're getting the job done. Take the points inside the pavilion. Number one. All right, my top play in college basketball on this Manic Monday, and it is the game of the night as the Texas Tech Red Raiders uh, go to Fog Allen to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. And, and I'm going to take uh, Tech Plus the six and a half. Just too many points, Lundy. Uh, I know your wife is a diehard University of Kansas fan. Uh, She loves that school. She loves everything about the Jayhawks. And there's a stupid-looking mascot who wears buckled shoes. But uh, I think Texas Tech... We'll keep this one nice and snug merely because they play outstanding defense. They never get blown out. Hell, they've only lost two games by seven or more points this season. Uh, one was at Kansas State of, of all teams, uh, that which was interestingly enough. And the other was against Gonzaga on a neutral floor. So uh, I, I think ultimately here, you know, Texas Tech, number four in the nation, adjusted defensive efficiency, giving up just 0.875 points per possession. Uh, but this is a first-place battle in the Big 12, at least that's up for grabs if Tech can spring the upset. Both these teams, top 15 in shot quality, top 15 in Bartorovic, top 15 in Ken Palm, pretty evenly matched. They got a win inside with Williams and Santos Silva, and you know David McCormack uh, can really get after it, and that's why they got to win that battle in the post because he's number one in the nation in offensive rebounding percentage. If they can force turnovers, which they have done uh, 24.4% of the time, in league play and set the pace. You know, put this thing as a slow jam. Put a little Jodeci on the five disc changer, and you know, apply the break and slow jam. I think this will frustrate Kansas. It'll keep it within arm's reach. I'm not saying Tech's going to win this thing. I think actually KU does by triple. But I think ultimately the six and a half, just too many points for Mark Adams' crew, which is well coached, experienced, and really playing at such a, a really extraordinary level defensively. So feed or follow the Red Raiders guns up plus six and a half in Kansas minus 110 at BetMGM. You do this shit just to get me in trouble. This is what you do. I did you say take- that Kansas is going to win. You, you, but you do this sort of crap to get me in trouble to try to go. Oh well, you know, picking against, uh, picking against the. I mean, this is how you wind up sleeping on the couch, Brad. This is how, <laughs> this is how this crap happens. All right. Well, this is thing. a revenge game. The KU can get it. Yeah, no, I, I think KU is going to wind up winning the game. I agree with you, but I think that it's going to be close. Here's what is, um, here's what to me is fascinating, Brad. If we go back to February of 2020, okay. Five matchups between these two teams since then, all of them, Tech would have covered a six and a half. KU won by three, KU won by four, KU won by one, KU won by five. Um, and then obviously the revenge game that we're talking about that Tech beat them uh, by eight uh, earlier this year. So you put all of that together and you're talking about two teams that just are 
are close. Then you add to the fact that the Jayhawks have only managed to cover against the spread once in their last five. Um, they're, they're not exactly covering machines. They can figure out how to win, but they're not managing to do it based on what the books are thinking. So uh, I'm going to take Tech to be able to cover it, Brad. I think this is a three, maybe a four-point game. And if, again, if you go back and look at the last two years of matchups between these two schools, that's what keeps happening between them. They are playing tight games, um, and I think Tech will be able to keep it close, even though it will be in the raucous environment of Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah, and all the predictive analytics are saying the same thing. Uh, they're all saying anywhere between a four to six point margin in favor of Kansas in the end. So Captain O'Keefe's uh, could come in handy for us tonight on the Red Raiders side. All right, Lundy. Uh, before we call this a podcast, it's bonus time. Let's make some additional bucks. Let's start off with the right foot this week. What else you got for me? Uh, let's uh, go to the late night on the hockey. There's a, a bunch of early games because they're playing on the East Coast, 7 o'clock Eastern time. But there are a couple of later ones, including uh, one at 9 o'clock Eastern as Calgary will be hosting St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis cannot seem to figure it out on the road. They're only 4-8 and eight over their last 12 uh, road games. And these teams will be uh, battling as they go through a uh, uh, each of them with a back-to-back. So I'm going to go with Calgary at home, A, because St. Louis has not been doing well on the road, and B, whenever I've got uh, teams that I can see on this kind of a back-to-back um, you know, when they're both dealing with that kind of thing and you're talking about what you're doing from a goaltending standpoint, should be Bennington for St. Louis. But I think Calgary at home should be able to take care of them. So let's take them on the money line at a minus 145. Pair that up with another one if you want just to, uh, you know, have some fun. For example, Minnesota uh, is at home taking on uh, the very lowly, lowly uh, Montreal Canadiens. So if mm. you wanted to take Calgary, slap them together. You can do Calgary individually at minus 145. But if you want to slap them with a heavy favorite uh, like the Wild, you can turn that into, uh, depending upon the book at about a plus 120 parlay so not too bad of a payoff nice little two-legger in hockey tonight i like that quite a bit let's go back to the world of college basketball and i'll even give you a, a little bonus time in the nba here in a second as well but i love the team totals lundy uh you know i cannot resist them and let's go out west um and talk about the unlv running rebels and they're going to be running into some walls because uh, that is what san diego state constructs defensively i'm going to take the under on the running rebs uh on the 57 and a half Team total points on the road there inside the Viejas Arena as the Aztecs have given up just 0.742 points per possession in Mountain West play. Again, let me repeat that. 0.742. That's crazy. Uh, and They are just boa constrictive there overall, uh, giving up 23.4% from distance uh, and 34.1% inside the arc. Craziness. Uh, UNLV, meanwhile, shooting just 49.1% Mountain West action from two. So Brian Dutcher's club, uh, I think, really just uh, applies the pressure, and UNLV will crumble as a result. Meanwhile, giving North Carolina over a 73.5 team total points against Virginia Tech. Must-win game for the Tar Heels, who have come unraveled after back-to-back losses, and to get it you know, off the bubble and back into the good graces of uh, the projected NCAA tournament field. Uh, this is the fastest team in the ACC, so this is going to be a brisk paced game and they have a huge inside advantage against Virginia Tech with Baycott and Garcia and Manic. Uh, I think they're going to score a lot of easy buckets uh, add a little bit of balance maybe hit six to eight threes from outside and should be able to handle businesses Virginia Tech is dead last in the ACC in adjusted defensive efficiency giving up 1.145 points per possession again in league play all right let's go to the NBA 
Uh, and I'm going to take the over and get uh, seduced by the juice on the plus odds for Evan Mobley of the Cavs. Uh, two and a half blocks plus steals, and that's a plus 105 at DraftKings. He's averaging 2.9 combined this month. He's got that seven foot four wingspan. He wears the short shorts. You're hoping nothing falls out of those things. They're so damn short. Uh, but he's been over this in six of his last ten. Now, he went one block and one steal in the prior matchup uh, back in mid-November against the New York Knicks, but uh, just call it a TYG, as Lundy would say. Trust your gut special. I think he gets three, ticks the box score, and blocks and, and steals. And Lundy, I don't know if you saw this, but, you know, I featured Darius Garland earlier on in the pod. Uh, DraftKings has an over-under on a half a block for Garland. If he hits the over, it's plus 850. Ooh. Ooh. Now, he's only Ooh. done it, He's only done it. I think, like three or four times the entire year that he's had a block shot. But this is the first time that I can recall that DraftKings, or any book for that matter, has post- a line on Darius Garland for a half a block. One block, and it's 8.5 to 1. Does that excite you? Ooh, that's a that's a sexy one, man. I'm not going to lie. That's uh, you know, that's like Tom Brady falling forward for a yard kind of sexy. <laughs> that's uh that's a that's a fun one right there. Yeah, it seriously is. Uh, I I saw that I'm like, "Oh, sure. I'll I'll waste 20 bucks on this why the hell not you kind of love those kind of bets right yeah. and everybody's everybody that's listening has done it right where you're just kind of scrolling through and you're like yeah i mean i know that he's only you know i know that he's only a uh, five foot nine but uh this guy could totally uh finish with uh you know a, a block plus a slam dunk sure you know like you just find some kind of random bonus uh, that you get you get sucked into happens to me all the time. All the time I get sucked into these, and it's you know just sprinkling five bucks here, ten bucks there. It gets me in trouble. Gets yeah, in it trouble. also gets me in trouble. Is like, hey, uh, you're at the bar, you're with a bunch of friends. Uh, you say to yourself, oh, I'm not gonna have another shot, another round of shots. Okay, peer pressure. Go, go, go. Yeah, it's the same thing here. I can't oh, yeah. resist it. Can't yeah. resist it. Yeah, right. well, I know. I would just I just spent a week in Mexico, Brad. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, let's get a rejection from Darius Garland and make some serious dinero here uh, on this Monday edition of the Faith the Doys pod. And that is a wrap because Lundy's got his uh, recovery in process right now with his liver because it's probably as wide as uh, Mexico side to side. Uh, please follow Lundy on social media, specifically on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly, if you enjoy this podcast. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.